internet! <laughs> We've been gone for a while. I'm Karf. Um, Elaine is not here. She is, uh, she is in bed. One assumes with a, uh, boy, I'm gonna say a whooping cough. It's food. Something food related. And that's Tim! Tim's here! It's been a while, Tim. Hello. Hi, how, how are you? I was trying to help you out there. You were, you were, uh, not doing well. I was really not doing well. Yeah. I was considering saying, nope, start over, but you know what? In the spirit of fallibility, I fucked that up. I fucked up the intro, and we're gonna keep pushing okay. on through it. Speaking of pushing on through it, <laughs> Justin... Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's Push tomorrow. through my awkwardness. <laughs> I'm in the future. It's currently Saturday morning here. <laughs> Saturday at 024 p.m. Um, I don't know time zones either. That's yeah, what one of my... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't know you don't know morning and afternoon, clearly. Okay, zero, I don't zero, know what the sun's out. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, that's... I was trying to get. I was trying to say zero zero twenty fourth, but I was like, my brain was like, the zeros already done it. Just say twenty four, and it's like that doesn't make any sense. Because <sighs> then I'll be jacked well, up. Yeah, I mean, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'll something, to, something late, to grow on. The latest um, twenty four series is garbage. Hot take: I don't think twenty four was ever good. <laughs> I was going to say hot take: every every twenty four <laughs> seasons garbage except for the first one. Because by the time you get to season three, you're just like, he's just a terrible father. <laughs> Plus, it's been three not. days and he can't keep an eye on his family what's going on i mean yeah three like i mean but he's been kidnapped and she's been kidnapped and he's all this bullshit uh anyway besides uh that uh <laughs> there's other things happening in the world uh e3 is kind of wrapped up as of yesterday and the electronic gaming expo was open to the public which ruined everything but now here we are talking about it the public yeah. So you think? So on that note, um, you think they're going to do it again with the the public? Yeah, because they got fifteen thousand people to give them money. Hmm. That's that's a compelling reason. <laughs> I mean, the, the previous years they were like there was like hardly anyone on the show floor, and like it was they, people were reporting re- recording podcasts on the middle of the show floor, and there was like, well, there's a lot of empty space where we could jam people. That's fair. Well, I know, I know uh, uh, the the actual uh, journalists, you know, the people who are actually there for uh, the trade show coverage. Most of them were not a big fan of the public access. Yeah, well, a lot of the public access people weren't very a big fan of the public access either because they wait in line for seven hours to play one thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's how it is, right? It's a, it's a trade show. It's not a it's not an arcade, you know. Hey, news right. just in. I'm going to EGX in September, or what was formerly known as Eurogamer. And we do the same thing there. We queue for oh. an hour to two to play ten minutes of a game. And that's it. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Sounds like a good use of everyone's time. See, that's why more people should just go to local comic book conventions. It's much cooler. Get to meet yeah. creators and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, skip the line. See a, see a local man. See a, see a comic book man who, who, who penned one episode of Your Walking Dead. Or comic book lady. Doesn't even... I mean, that's, God damn that's, it, Carf, we tried that, to get 10 minutes. That's, uh, ladies, don't write comic books. That's, <laughs> that's preposterous. <sighs> no, we made it about, uh, I, I'm going to just make a note here. We made it about five minutes in before that began. So enjoy Jeepers. that. Yeah, Jeepers creepers. Well, I, I thought may, maybe I spoke up, but talked about 
go into a go into a show and that killed the conversation because nobody knew how to react to it. Well, I mean, I've only been to one trade show and it was PAX 07 and it was crowded enough then and I got the PAX Pox and it was like, you know what, I'm kind of done with this. I'm not a, I'm not a social person with all these people. This isn't very fun. It was kind of hang- nice hanging out with the, so- the few people I saw, but besides that, like, I'd go to the show floor and be like, I'm not waiting even five minutes to play any of these things because they'll be out in six weeks. So fuck this, I'm going to go listen to panels, which... Panels are fun. I like panels, but E3 didn't have no panels. Right. So, fuck that. No. Well, at least EGX does tend to have games that are coming out next year that you can play. Yeah. And they have lots of championships, and this, this I, I hate the words e-sports, e-sports, but they always have you know something like that. There's nothing sporty about it. It's just an online competition. Esports. You know, next you're going to tell me that darts players are, are sportsmen. I, I think darts players. I'm just going to stand here are. and throw this. Yeah, they kind of are. And they have sharp things, so you shouldn't say too many bad words about them. They will fucking stab you from across that pond. Oh my! My father used to do it, but um, well, not stab me. <laughs> well, uh, maybe. Anyway, so yeah, games, video games. <laughs> My dad stabbed me. Let's talk about E3. <laughs> Tim, what what what's your what what what'd you get? Show get me on the doorway. Oh <laughs> Just moving away, moving away. What, Tim, what was tell you, us what about E3. Tell uh, uh, um, so uh, a couple companies uh, showed some videos, and um, oh. we all sat around and watched uh, YouTube together, and uh-huh. um, stuff's coming out that we're gonna buy. Are we? I don't know. Are we? I mean, are you? I, I I heard from Carolyn that you are. <laughs> I believe, well, I mean, okay. She, what was the phrase she used? The techno geek that is Tim can't resist, or something like that. So, all right. I, it, clearly, clearly, we're talking about the Xbox One X, the only piece of hardware to actually be announced <laughs> at E3. Uh, so yeah, it's it's Project Scorpio Xbox One X. I don't think the name is as terrible as everybody else thinks it is. It's it looks a little funny sometimes, but it's not terrible. And um, a previous to Xbox, that's all it, that matters. It does right. look terrible when you see that meme that's doing the rounds where it's got, here's a picture of an Xbox, here's a picture of an Xbox box. Oh, one yeah. Xbox, yeah. one Xbox box, one Xbox X. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's it gets a bit silly. But, but that, it is, that uh, picture is humorous. It's not meant to be like, oh, there's a, there's a big flaw in their naming scheme. Well, well, well yeah, it already it's... sounded stupid when they went Xbox, then 360. Okay, yeah, you you know you Yeah, they already fucked themselves like decades. Yeah, ago. they yeah they 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 really just should have done like Sony. Sony's kind of like PlayStation, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, and you know what's the next one going to be called? Probably PlayStation Five. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, it's like PlayStation Pro X. Yeah, it's kind of working. Gamer. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Xbox One X, it's uh, their answer to the PS4 Pro, uh, which has been out for just about a what, about a year, would we say? Uh, it was a little less, probably like eight months, I think. Yeah, we, we saw it at Eurogamer last year, so it hadn't come out at, in September. So yeah, just, just after September last year. Okay, so yeah, a little while. Anyway, this is uh, Microsoft's answer to that. We all knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, and and actually, you know, in and Eurogamer specifically, the uh, Digital Foundry uh, mm-hmm. got that early look at it. So we knew all of the specs and all of the hardware. And we <laughs> right. knew everything that was happening. There was no shock here. Um, but it was kind of cool to see them actually talking about it. It was cool to see the final form factor, um, smaller very, than Xbox One very, X. Very, very sexy form factor, by the way. Yeah. 
very compelling hardware. Most powerful console ever made. No, no question about that, right? Like speeds and feeds wise, this thing it blows away everyone, including the PS4 uh, Pro. Um, now, whether that uh, brings in the uh, third parties that Microsoft or has any, been hurting. Or any software whatsoever. Right. Whether that pays off, who knows. Uh, but as it stands, I mean, it's it's a neat console. And I know like a lot of people are like, you're going to buy an Xbox One X, Tim? Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, I will remind all of you that they're the list of video game consoles in the history of video game consoles that I don't currently own. <laughs> is shorter than the ones I do. So, yeah. <laughs> of course I was going to get one, and I might as well get the penultimate version of the Xbox One, right? Yep. Uh, especially because it's going to allow me to play all three generations of Xbox software on it, apparently. So... Yeah, that OG Xbox coming yeah, to the backwards compatibility that, list. That was pretty funny. Like, when I saw that logo come up. I'm like, are you kidding me? But then, you know, <laughs> but the funny thing is, it actually kind of makes Why sense. Why the fuck because, not? Yeah. Well, hardware-wise... Hardware the the original Xbox has more in common with the Xbox One uh, architecture than the Xbox 360 does by right. a long shot. Um, so if anything, it might even be more trivial to get those games up and running. Yeah, no more power PC emulation. Right. Um, although I don't know, if that's, is that even what they're doing with the 360 backwards compatible? I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but anyway, I don't know. I think it's I think it's an interesting system. Uh, I think it'll 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 be a nice addition to my my home theater. And, and you know another thing to point out too is that I I'm actually compelled by the cross buy aspects of it, where like my copy of Killer Instinct that I have on PC I'll be able to play on Xbox One or whatever. Um, is it cross buy or is it just play anywhere? No, they're they're cross. Uh, their games are cross buy. If you buy it on the Windows the Windows Store, it you get it on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. First party, Xbox first One. party Microsoft. First, game. first party Microsoft games. Uh, correct. Okay. Yeah. Um. So like like Minecraft, I I have the because I I've owned Minecraft forever. So I got a, I got a, a free copy of the Windows 10 edition, and now because of that, I have a, a copy for the Xbox One if I get an Xbox One. And Forza right. is the same way. Uh, but no, they they were they were showing off some really interesting stuff. 4K 60 FPS uh, or four I should say 4K HDR was the mantra for Microsoft. They were really pushing on that really hard. Um, and then showing off a lot of games. Running in native, uh, not like you know, air quote native, uh, 4K, uh, with yeah. HDR and 60 frames per second. Um, they were very, very now, proud we, of this fact. Do we know how many of the games where they said it was running at 4K was native 4K? So, so this, the, the, okay, so uh, Digital Foundry once again to the rescue because those guys are brilliant. If if, if anybody yeah. who doesn't doesn't like follow the Digital Foundry YouTube channel, like if you're not subscribed, do so. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's lots of it's it's a porn feed for anyone who likes uh, analysis and frame timers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has it, it. It's very much pornography. I love it. Um, they uh, they've already kind of done some breakdown, some some frame stuff. Uh, so the cool thing is Microsoft made uh, 4K videos, like super high bit rate 4K videos of all the games that they showed available to the press. So they were actually able to take some of these and kind of run them through their analysis software. And um, like Anthem was one of the games that they took a close look at and they're finding like, you know, so Anthem is 4K HDR 30 frames a second, right? Or was it 60? I don't remember. I think I think Anthem was 30. 30. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and they were noticing that um, the, the game's kind of, they're doing a little bit of trickery with the 4K. Is it running in native 4K? Best as they can tell, yes. Sort of. 
there's a couple of different techniques that one can use to to make it make a piece of software 4k um one you know like we we're, we're all familiar with the old trick of the the well old trick it's actually it's it's like fairy magic uh honestly uh where the dynamic resolution switching right so the game yeah. having a frame buffer of a specific size so we'll say a 4k frame buffer and then the game scales down in resolution still filling that 4k frame buffer but doing so dynamically to maintain a frame rate it's cool. right and, make, and making sure that any user interface elements or any elements on a different layer are still running at the native resolution of the right. screen and all that right. stuff um, the other, the other trick that, uh, is very popular on the, on the PS4, uh, is where they'll do uh, tile-based, uh, upscaling. So the screen will actually be chain basically just turned into a bunch of like cubes. And then that, those will be dynamically, uh, scaled up, uh, to 4k. Um, so the game's running at its own internal resolution, usually of around 1440p or so. And then the mm-hmm. other, the, there's a third technology, uh, where, um, the resolution at the center of the image uh, where your eyes are generally fixed, especially in a third person shooter, that's running at 4K, but the surrounding area outside of that dynamically changes resolution, mm-hmm. right? So your focal point on your screen in the center, that's 4K, but then the uh, the outside rings can drop drop resolution as needed to keep that frame rate up. And that seems to be kind of what they're doing, at least, at least in the footage they look at for Anthem. Um, a lot of the motion blurring and stuff, they're noticing that there's like dramatic resolution drops and, and, and things like that. The shadow yeah. detail is not quite there. The draw distance on the ground seems to be really low. So it's no doubt the One X, amazingly powerful console. Uh, is it uh, giving you current generation uh, uh, capable PC hardware uh, levels no. of graphics and performance? No. But what it is doing to, you know, to get yourself in the door of pushing uh, 4K uh, in, in, you know, HDR and all that fun stuff uh, at the level that this console is, you're going to be $650 just for the GPU to get you in the door for that. Because yeah. that's going to be the 1080 Ti. Um, so here you well, are. The 1080 with- Ti is about double as powerful as the GPU on the X. So you could probably go with like a, you know, a, a, a 1070 or so and be 1070 is not going to get you 4K on, on new games. It's just not. The, the 1070, well, 1070 well, it wouldn't get you four games. I mean, that's around six six uh, teraflops as as also where the uh, actually that's more than six. That's like eight teraflops. I think the reason it's getting four K is because this this rendering techniques you're talking about. And I hope that comes over to the PC. Like I want that stuff. Like to hit frame rate is important. It's, yeah, it's it's in some games. Um, but but you know, I think further than that is the fact that we're dealing with a fixed hardware platform, and that always is is the difference. Um, when you're talking PC, because there, there, there's a lot of you know, there's there's a lot of driver overhead and things like that that accompany. Yeah. Um. You know, the the, the PC uh, when they're using APIs, especially. Yeah. You know, Although it's it's gotten significantly better in the last five years, but it, yeah, it, still it absolutely has. Wrong. I mean, look at yeah. look at Doom, uh, for example, oh on the God. PC. Once you get that thing running in Vulkan, uh, you no limit to the performance. It just seems you just you, it's like you have a new computer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can run that thing at at 1440p at 160 frames a second, no drops, just. Just keep pump that G Sync monitor. Just make make all those frames get right in my eyeballs, please. Right. So, but that's the cool thing about that. That 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 does give the Xbox One X a really cool reason to exist. Is that if you are that gamer who's like, you know what, uh, I you know my PC's uh, not quite up to snuff. I don't have a ton of money to stuff into it. Because you are you're you're going to be even if you went with a 1070 car, if you're still going to be three hundred dollars in the door on a GP. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying be- I, I'm not saying that it's a it's, it's comparable. I'm just saying that it's not. Like my, ten, yeah. like my 1080 Ti is going to do way, way more than this, this Xbox One X. Right, but your 1080 Ti, is, that ran you $650. If it wasn't faster, I would be disappointed that's, for that's you. That's sunk cost. I've already spent that money, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyway, no, so that's that's the compelling case for it, is that if you're somebody yeah. that's like, you know what, I just want to get, I want to take advantage of my 4K TV in a way that I haven't been able to yet. This is going to allow you to do that. Well, and yeah. a lot less painless, painfully, too. Like, I had tons of Windows problems, like, even a month ago. Like, I reinstalled my OS four times in the matter of two weeks. It was the fucking worst. Like, you don't get those problems in consoles. It's nice. Right. And and, and you're still you're still not going to get uh, very robust HDR support. Uh, no, there's no HDR support on Windows is is non-existent. I, I've seen it pop open once, and the only way to do that is to make it so the desktop doesn't render properly until the game launches. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then and then the other added thing for me is you know aside from like the backwards compatibility, which is it's you know that that's that's something right, um, is the fact that it's also going to be a, a fantastic UHD Blu-ray player, which is important oh, to sure. me. Yeah, so. yeah, that that's probably the main reason why I'm going to buy one of these things is because I have the Xbox One. I don't have the S, so I don't I don't have the UHD player. I have that OLED screen for 4K. Where I mean, looking at any native 4K content or yeah, whatever we're going to call UHD at this point, mm-hmm. you know, as native as it's going to get right now, uh, it th- just looks fucking phenomenal. Like I want to stock me up on some 4K Blu-rays, please. Yeah. Well, and and further than that, like as of uh, as of this week, uh, Dolby Vision is actually going to be shipping on uh, uh, UHD Blu-rays. So yeah. we're no longer limited to just H- uh, HDR10. We're actually going to have Dolby Vision, which is... Do you, do you know the reason why HDR10 or Dolby Vision looks so much better than HDR10? Because I've noticed that, but I don't know the technical reason for it because they both seem like they're the same kind of implementation. Yeah. So, uh, it, actually, it's a, it's a pretty cut and dry thing. Uh, HDR10, what that does is it looks at the dynamic range of the film across uh, the entire length of the film. And then oh, right. this uh, is, creates and, and an average. Dolby is, is right. per per scene per, per frame. Right. Yeah, Dolby or per frame. So, so the meta, wow. yeah, the metadata for HDR10 is 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 fixed for the entire film, and it's an average over all of the frame time. So yeah, Dolby Vision frame by frame basis that metadata is adjusting as to what is best for the scene based on the the data the cinematographer has provided. Okay, well that's that's a that's 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 a compelling reason why it looks so much better than <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and people fought it so hard because it's proprietary tech, right? You've got to buy sure. into Dolby's. Uh, processor inside your TV, um, but I think people are getting you know less and less resist uh, uh, against it um, because you know it, it is a better technology, right? Yeah. So I think there is a new there is a new H uh, 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 HDR uh, twelve or I don't remember what the actual yeah there name was there, there is a, there is a competing open standard that that also does it. But the thing is is that you know no one, TV support yet. Yeah, that once you got studio buy-in on something, you know, they're they're like, yeah, we're writing frame timing for, you know, they're like, we're already we're already doing rec twenty twenty, right? Because that's that's the that's the studio standard, that's the that's the right. master standard. Uh, so you've got your you've got your metadata timing for that, um, and then they're like, okay, fine, we're gonna do Dolby Vision, and sure, we'll poop out an HDR, we'll poop out a, a, a you know a ten uh, sheet because whatever, that's just math, and we can just add that. Uh, they're not going to sit down and they're not going to do a frame by frame time for HDR t- uh, for the twenty. They're just not. Yeah, that's do. true. Yeah. So in in this case, Vision has one and and fine, sure. You know, it, it, Dolby Digital won the the, uh, yeah. the home mm-hmm. theater format yeah. wars forever ago. Uh, you know, Dolby is just everywhere. It's in everything. There's nothing we can do about it. And at this point, <laughs> do we want to do anything about it? Because they make good stuff. They do. They they have pretty incredible engineers over there. So. Anyway, At least it yeah. seems like you know. there's my there's my absolutely nothing to do with E three stuff right there. <laughs> no, I mean I, that 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 stuff that's good to know. Like I have been wondering about the HDR ten and stuff and versus Dolby Vision for a while there. So thanks for breaking that down for well, me. And and for our uh, listeners, your, your LG uh, TV supports Vision, correct? Yeah, it does both. Does yeah, both. It does both. Yeah. 
I think. And the, so when the, I when I when I load up like a Dolby Vision content, even on Netflix, where it's you know compressed and everything, like immediately you can just see like the difference. Where it's like, man, this just looks like just great. And you load up an HDR ten, it's like, yeah, I can see the whites are whiter, but like I don't get that popping blacks right. like I really do yeah. like in uh, Dolby Vision. Vision and the, and like a scene where they want that stark contrast to be there, mm-hmm. uh, like. Um, uh, Man of Steel is is actually a great. I know there's people who are very polarized on the film. I enjoyed the movie myself. I'm a huge Superman fan, much more so than Batman. Um, there there's some amazing benchmark level scenes in the UHD of that film uh, because of the shots, uh, the flashback shots where uh, like it shows like the, the it's focusing on the sunset and you've got like the grain and the wheat and stuff in the foreground and deep deep mm-hmm. shadow. It's just beautiful, beautiful uh, shots and you and, and you can't. That that's the thing is like you you can't you have to actually be watching um, the television set displaying that image right you can't screenshots aren't going to do it nothing you know you have yeah, to be there no. you can't take a picture of it you can't do anything to to yeah that's the that's kind of the problem with selling with selling those technologies is yeah. you can't like it, it's one of those it's very much like strap this headset on and do this thing like it's like you, you just can't you don't know until you see it. And man, I am so impressed with the L, uh, the OLED that I have. Anyway, that's a, that's a topic for another day because right. boy, oh boy, I go yeah. I think just just forever. just to put put a bow on this, uh, the only uh, TV manufacturer out there I think that is still not uh, on board with Dolby Vision uh, is Samsung. I do not believe they've actually added support for Dolby Vision yet. Um, Vizio actually just put out uh, an update, so they uh, they're all of, yeah, the, all of their HD R10 television sets now support Dolby Vision. Um, and Sony is uh, finally signed on to Dolby Vision as well. So yeah, Samsung's that holdout, which is which is unfortunate because they're also the number one television uh, uh, seller, like manufacturer in 4K. Yeah. So Samsung, uh, this is kind of a pattern with them with their with their phone division, with their TV division. Like they, they like their they don't like to pay royalties to anyone. But yeah. Speaking, anyway, I've talked about so talk about speaking yeah. of 4K and bringing it back. Do you? Yes, do you think it was a good move with Microsoft streaming in 4K this year as well? Because they'd be streaming to a lot of people that are not watching on 4K TVs or whatever. Um, you know, if if people are watching through their Twitch channel on their, their Xbox or, or their PlayStation or whatever. Um, so you can't actually get the benefit of what you're being shown. Well, you, you get you a can. little bit of the benefit, like it, it's you know it's it's taking that 4K image and, and not subsampling it down to 1080p or 720p or whatever. Right. So there is a noticeable lack of jaggies. You can't get like the extra fine details that you would get if there was a native 4K. But you honestly can't get those kind of details through a stream anyway. Like a right. lot of that stuff, like the the detail you're going to get in a 4K image, like you just can't. Like I was watching the Microsoft uh, one on their 4k stream and it looked beautiful, but there was a lot of detail that was getting, you know, compressed the hell out of it. Totally. So, and that's bit, I mean, that's, that's, that's a downfall of streaming bit-rate. period. That's, you know, that's why, yeah. that's why home theater nuts are generally, you know, they're not, they're not going like, Oh my God, like Netflix looks so amazing. It's like, no, Netflix looks serviceable. It's, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it doesn't look nearly as good as a Blu-ray does. Um, yeah. But you know, to that to that point, Justin, it's actually uh, one thing about the Xbox One X that is uh, a clear differentiator from the PS the PS4 Pro, at least in current iteration, is is that uh, games that are optimized for Xbox One X, which will be all of the Xbox One games coming out from here on, um, if the game is designed to run natively at 4K on your Xbox One X. If you're still on a 1080p television set, you still get that 4K image downsampled, like Carf said, 
um, downsampled to your to fit in your screen. So that gives you a, a spectacular form of anti-aliasing, which takes out all the jagged edges and stuff like that. So you you actually get a visual benefit, even if you can't take advantage of that resolution still. Uh, and that's actually something that Sony doesn't do in the PS4 Pro. The PS4 Pro is so far, it's like if you don't have it hooked up to a 4K television set, the game is like, nope, I'm running in 1080p. I'm not, you know, that's right. it. That's all you get. Um, now, th- that may change, you know, this because this is this certainly uh, kind of, I think, uh, puts the ball back in Sony's court to be like, okay, now what? Uh, so they may change that, right? But, so. I, but I found when, when the Pro came out that the big deal, more than the 4K, was the HDR. Because it was going, hey, look, vibrant colors and things like that. Whereas, obviously, the the whole point of 4K is super sharp detail. And for for a lot of people, they were more interested in, yeah, look, colors, leaves on trees look different and things like that. One of the nice things that Sony did when they released the Pro is they made that HDR... Uh, stuff work with the original PS4 yeah. uh, non-pro models, which they didn't have to do, but they did, and that's really uh, kind of a nice thing they they patched support in for HDR. So that's even one less thing that the Pro has over the normal PS4. <laughs> yeah, and and mm. the Pro, you know, it, I, the the Pro is not it it is weaker than the than the Xbox One X if we're looking at specs. Um, but it's it's it, no slouch though. It's no slouch. It's it's still a very potent piece of hardware. Um, it, but I, I just don't think it's been very well utilized up yeah. until this point. And I'm hoping this changes that. Uh, yeah. Largely because now we have two consoles that are able to push a lot more power than their original uh, release counterparts. Um, right. So it might, it might entice developers more. But again, this is, this is all uh, hoping, assuming that third parties come out to play uh, on the One X like Microsoft desperately needs them to. Hmm. So, uh, so games. Games. Some games. Video games. <laughs> yes. What, what so have you? What, what uh, are you Microsoft, looking forward to from you saw there, Justin? Sorry for cutting you off there. I'm well, a bad host. Um, I, I was I was just thinking. So my, Microsoft this year had a as as Tim said, they they revealed stuff. They said, "Hey, look, here's what you've been waiting for the last twelve months to find out about. Here it is, and here's some games which are going to look beautiful on it." And um, then Sony came along in the evening and. Uh, for, from my time, two o'clock in the morning, and just went, um, yeah. So there's some games. Get on with it. And then he came back on stage and went, here's some more games, and then walked off. And it just the the performance. Uh, sorry, the the presentation of the the Sony one to me, it just bombed massively. When last year it was it was really strong, but there was a lot of stuff on VR this year that um, I I personally tried a VR headset for the first time last week and that was to try the Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing level which I didn't suffer with any of the vertigo or anything that that some people will do from the fact that you can look in all sorts of weird angles but there was a lot with the with the Sony one of everything's in VR this year you know, you've got Skyrim in VR, you've got um, Fallout 4 in VR. And some of it I was looking at thinking, I don't see the point of doing that. But then at the same time, I can appreciate that if they really want it to take off, they've got to back these these sorts of games. So it kind of inspired me a little bit to perhaps consider getting some further down the line, maybe like the, the PSVR or whatever. But 
more because of the fact that they actually promoted it for the second year in a row. Whereas everyone remembers, hey, look, we got the Vita. Yeah, that's dead now. And uh, we're more concerned about other things. You know, it, it was encouraging to see them come out and talk about the hardware that they just released. Because if, if they didn't talk about it this year, PSVR was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly, I mean, it, uh, VR is, uh, we're still in a middle state. You know, I, I, there's a lot of people already willing to commit it to its grave. Um, Hi. Oh, wait, other way. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's, it's still, and it's, it's, it's still very young. Uh, it's still not mainstream. Um, it's a baby for sure. Like it's, it's, it's not, not, I mean, it's, it's released in the customer to customers, but it's really not ready for like the mainstream audience quite yet. No, not yet. And, and, but that's, uh, and that's okay. You know, I, I think any, anybody who wasn't convinced by last year, um, you know, didn't buy into the initial hype. And and maybe I I think you know to your to your point Justin it's like you're seeing like hey there's there's 3D stuff they're actually doing this and I tried it out and I kind of like it and and I think that's what it takes is that there's some maturity behind it now um, and I think developers mm-hmm. have uh, kind of learned to be a little more interesting with it actually one of my one of my uh, uh, game picks of E3 uh, is a great example of uh, developers uh, actually tailoring a game specifically uh, taking advantage of what what VR can bring to the table and not just saying here's an FPS in VR. Um, yeah, I think it's, we're getting to that point, and it's exciting. And something like Star Trek Bridge Crew, which I played a couple times with with some buds, is I mean, I know this isn't on an E3 thing, but Jesus Christ, that game is fun. It's not the most complicated thing in the world, but it's like a more rational space team, except for you got a, a damn visor on your face, and you're telling the captain, or the captain's telling you to do things, and you're like, I don't want to do that, and he's like, Draw you fucker. It's it's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> Yeah, I've watched a few people streaming it, and um, it does look a bit uh, bizarre with all the 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 buttons like rising up out of the table and trying to work out yeah. which one you've got. Yeah, um, the original Enterprise um, is not a one, not a user friendly. The UX on that is pretty bad, I think, intentionally. But but you've you've just made me think of something that um, that I've, I've put in the show notes here. That Bridge Crew is cross platform between certainly PS. Pro uh, PS Vita and the Oculus and the Vive. So, um, so with one of the um, one of the formats gives you slightly more animation than the other. So I've I watched someone streaming on a on a PSVR, and one of the people with the the circle controllers. That's the Vive, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, the Oculus the, has the circle grip. controllers, and the they Vive had has the wands. Not oh, wands, not wands like the PSVR, right. but the, yeah. So, so one one of the other like people was using the the other hardware, and they had more um, digits moving on their fingers, so they had more um, animation as a result of that because it's it's different different stuff. So, one of the things that I was quite pleased to see this year was a number of the the games that actually said cross platform. So, not even just like going PC to Xbox, it was actually um Rocket League on the being announced for the yeah. Switch. And they were they were saying, yeah, you will be able to play with people on a different console. Yeah, and, and Minecraft stood out for that same reason. Um going completely cross platform and everything but Sony. But the PS4, yeah. But the PS4. And that's on Sony. Sony's that's Sony Sony's made a choice. Yeah. They made a choice. They're like, we don't want to participate. Yeah, well, we we know that they're they're still 
very conscious about such things because obviously with the uh, the mods and things like that, they they took a long time before they'd even open the door on that. With with um, was it Fallout that had the yeah the mod yeah. support or yeah Fallout Fallout, Fallout, but, Fallout. yeah that yeah, that yeah, was yeah. one of the things that that made me smile. Yeah, was was cross cross platform, um, but one of the things that made me frown was Microsoft's. Should we say creative use of the word exclusive? <laughs> Console exclusive. <laughs> Console time exclusive. Well, it wasn't even. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even console exclusive. It clearly said at the bottom yeah, launch that's, exclusive. Yeah. That's. In other words, so it's a timed exclusive. Then you're just trying that's not an old to say trick. that. That's been around. <laughs> yeah, but nearly, they were making this big deal. Yes, we got all these exclusives. It's not nearly really, everything. It? It's just for a, a period of yeah, time. Yeah, was was that that launch exclusive thing? Like there was. I mean, the only like first party things were things that were like, yeah, this is only possible on. Yeah. On, not here. But I, I got I, I got so tired of hearing world premiere, the buffet before <laughs> every or you know Xbox exclusive, and it's like oh my god, it was like number seventeen, like and it's not like tomorrow we're gonna see the same game as on the PS4. Yeah, and um, one one of the things that, that uh, I would have liked to see more of was the idea Xbox section because they they did all the big presentations for the big games. And then they went, oh yeah, and we've got the idea Xbox. And it just pretty much flashed through several games. And one or two of them, I thought, that looks... I, I yeah. want to see more of that. But it was over so quickly, I didn't even get a chance to catch the name of the... That's what she said. The game I was looking That's at. That's what she said. There we go. Mm-hmm. Got it in there. Mm-hmm. Got it in. That's, it was <laughs> worth it. interrupting for it. She said. Yeah. It, it, it. It flashed so quickly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kalf, what about you? I think my number one thing that uh, that this E3 surprised me, well, not really surprised me. So, Mario Odyssey is a fever dream uh, that Nintendo showed at their press conference. It was really the only <laughs> thing that stood out during Nintendo's press conference. They announced, like, Metroid Prime 4, zero footage. They announced uh, a Kirby game, looked like a Kirby game. Yoshi game looked like a Yoshi game. But Mario Odyssey uh, just seems like a... Uh, it seems like an extension of what Mario 64 and uh, Mario uh, Sunshine and Mario Galaxy, kind of the, the one-off nature of the gameplay where they design an intricate system for Mario to do and they use it once. Like, they've yeah. been doing that for a while and uh, extending that to, basically in that game, Mario's hat is a sentient creature that is either controlling Mario or what the fuck is going on in that game, but you can throw it. And inhabit taxicabs, dinosaurs, real human people, fire hydrants, uh, electricity, like anything that they tanks, tanks. anything they decide <laughs> to throw the hat at, bullet bills, goombas, like you can play as that creature for a bit, and it has you know a couple abilities per creature, and they're not afraid of being like, okay, well that's the one place where you can do ride the dinosaur, and you do it for this one time to solve this one puzzle, and you're done with that. Like we're not going to use that again. Like that's the kind of Nintendo design that is that made breath of the wild so interesting where it's like okay here's a shrine and it has a unique way to beat it we haven't really talked about this before we haven't talked we kind of showed you hints of how to kind of beat this thing but we never had this exact kind of gameplay before you do it you beat it and it's done like i think nintendo is operating on a they're they're kind of like elevating themselves in their game design to be like it's just kind of like say yes to everything, say no to say no to just things that are 
I mean, so trash. Like, there, there's parts of that game that just, like, why would this happen? Why can you inhabit a real human being in that game? I don't know, because we wanted to make him drive a little RC car. Okay, fuck it. Let's do that. So I, I'm really looking forward to that game. Oh, oh, but 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 you say about the um, the real world humans. Did you um, did you catch who the like the the, the mayor of the it's town Pauline is? Pauline from Donkey Kong. It's yeah. Pauline. Yeah, like and there's tons of references. To their, their old games in that game. Like there's the outfit that he wore in Doctor Mario. There's the outfit that he wore in Mario Golf. There's like all these little nods to Mario's history that are just like in there. Where it's like, okay, cool. Like that's that's something. I'm saying Nintendo knows their audience, man. They do. Yeah, yeah um, they they got me about the balls on this one. I, I watched um, I watched a bit of the the Treehouse um, segment, and they were showing sort of. This is an area in the daytime. This is an area in the nighttime, and they were doing a bit around the. Um, I can't remember what they call the the town. New Donk but, City. Um, it goes into. Oh, that's it. New Donk. <laughs> yes, because it doesn't at all sound like New Dong, does it? <laughs> what happened to Old Donk City? <laughs> and uh, it got destroyed in the Great Flood. <laughs> he goes into. L U D D. Goes into the 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 clothes shop and buys the Mario Maker hat. And overalls, specifically because there's a building that says, "Yeah, I'm waiting for the building inspector." Oh, you're dressed like the building inspector. It must be you. In you go, sir. And it's, they actually make a point of criticizing, like, "Yeah, that guy's really safety <laughs> conscious. You look like I don't need any credentials. You're wearing the clothes. And you don't look like go, anything mate. else, any other person in this entire city. But and you're like a little squat little plumber, fat man. But you gotta be it." Yeah, you're you're only as tall as my knee, but in you go. (laughs) I guess. Sorry, please. Okay. (laughs) Uh, They also on that treehouse thing. They uh, just touching on what you said earlier, Carf. They did say yes. We we've very much got this modelled on the Mario Galaxy slash Mario Sunshine slash Mario sixty four mechanic, and every everything that you do throw your cap on and, and turn into has its own little dumb special thing. move. Yeah, there's like a totem that you can put glasses on. Like it, it it flips its shades down like the the button prompt is like shades. And then it like reveals hidden platforms. And yeah. and it walks really slow, but it but yeah, it can it can see hidden stuff. And apparently there's a you're not collecting stars in this one, you're collecting, collecting moons. moons. <laughs> okay, okay Nintendo, sure, whatever. You're 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 just Okay, moons, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that, like, a good video game yeah. to, like, just, like, be, yeah, this is this is dumb, it's not serious, but it's fun to play. Like, I'm down for that. I'm always down for that, but especially when Nintendo is kind of firing on it seemed, what seems like all cylinders, making these, you know, the kind of games they've always made, but in a way that doesn't seem cynical or, like, catering to their audience. Because if, if they were catering to their audience, they'd make you know, a more traditional game, but they're like, nah, fuck it, let's just make a crazy-ass game and see what happens. Like, I like that when Nintendo does that. You know what's funny? I, I... Sorry, go ahead. And speaking of... Sorry, you can't... You, you, no, well, I was just, just going to say, speaking of crazy-ass um, madness, Mario yeah, and Yeah, that Rabbids. was the other thing that really stood out to me. And and it looks... It looks a completely different game. It looks it's like XCOM, a, an arena Mario. battle game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
And they even got um, they they got Miyamoto on stage on the with Ubisoft a fucking thing. gun. With the Miyamoto guns. with a fucking gun. It's not the BFG nine thousand, but it may as well be because it's got Mario it's a big Pink flower gun. Down the please, that's so not not solely up Nintendo's name. That uh... Nintendo's made. But have you, have you seen the a gun um... game? Yeah, but Mario doesn't got no gun. Maybe Mario needs Until a gun. Now. Ah, Metro Metro's Prime Four though. <laughs> Welcome to America 2016. Mario needs a gun. Mario, pop have, have you seen the artwork? Have you seen the artwork for Mario and Rabbids though? The, like people have have zoomed in on specific characters, and Yoshi looks like he's about to wreck some shit. Yeah, Luigi's got his death stare <laughs> in full effect, like just gonna cap some motherfuckers. You need that as it, as he's vaulting over a wall with a gun in one hand. Yeah, Luigi's a hard man. <laughs> I really like in that game how they're portraying Mario as kind of indifferent to the rabbits. They're like dressed up as people from the Mushroom Kingdom. So there's like a peach rabbit and there's just all these different rabbits that are just like, all right, we're fucking crazy. We're going ah all the time. And Mario just seems indifferent <laughs> to them. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you people. I'm going to do <laughs> my thing. <laughs> Yeah. So it's funny, you know, I I, I, I watched the Nintendo uh event and honestly, you know, uh I kinda had almost no reaction to it. Like Not at I, all, huh? Yeah, I it's it's it, I saw nothing, it's like, yeah, I guess I'll buy a Switch. Like, no, I was like, eh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, that's fine. If they those kind of games don't appeal to you, then you know. But they, but that's just they it. Also Historically didn't they didn't mention the handhelds. They didn't mention the handheld. Like they've got the new 2DS coming out yet. Didn't even bat an eyelid. Nothing on that. It's all hey look, here's Splatoon 2, here's Skyrim, and oh, don't forget you can now dress up in Skyrim with your with your Link outfit. Ooh. Well, actually, actually, uh, uh, Reggie was showing off the 2DS XL big time on the um, the Treehouse feed after the fact before they started playing uh, uh, Metroid um, Return of Samus. Prime Four? No, no. The Return of Sam- the, the the 3DS game. They're making a oh the, yeah. the the remake of Samus Re- Return yeah, of Samus, or Samus yeah. Returns, whatever it's called. Yeah. So that's on the 3DS, and then the, so when Reggie uh, came out to demo that game on the on the Treehouse, he had the 2DS XL with him, was like showing off. He's like, "This thing's pretty awesome. I carry it with me everywhere." It's you know, so. I'm not at all paid to yeah, say this. Well, I mean, you know. at this time of the 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 Switch's life, it makes sense where they're focusing their efforts on the Switch and not going yeah. into yeah. the 2DS too much. Like they. They almost spent too much time on the 3DS in the press conferences. It was like they need to be pressing their 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 new initiatives instead of their legacy platforms at this point. Right, and and honestly, the, the, the 2DS exists because you know they not a lot of people care about the 3D that the 3DS no, offers. And it's bad, uh, no. you know, and and 3D died. 3D didn't catch on. So Nintendo is probably paying a lot of money. Uh, to maintain distributors uh, to make those 3D yeah. lenticular screens, and they're oh, just yeah, like, you know, sure. can we just make a 2D version of it because that's what's going to sell? <laughs> so I, th- I think they're just going to hope they're just going to like they're just like you know the the, the 2DS is out there, people are going to gravitate towards that, and then the whole thing will just die off and we'll be fine. Yeah, like give it give Did it you, a couple uh, more the, years. The other thing that the 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 other thing I found, um, I guess, sweet maybe. But endearing. The, on the they started the the Nintendo feed, and you got the Japanese guy stood in front of Nintendo building, and he he like it, the translations coming up in the subtitles. It basically amounts to 
Oh, we were so relieved that people bought the Switch. <laughs> yeah, that was the it, best. It, it, like, I'm so glad people like this because now I can go see my family again. Maybe someday. <laughs> but it, it did though, didn't it? It sort of said, um, yeah, oh yeah, we're really happy that people have bought yeah. it and now we can start making some games for well, it. Well, I mean, I, I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, you know, uh, having been on like product teams that work on that stuff, it's, you know, you, you spend years uh, on this and you don't know what's going to happen, yeah. you know? And it, Look at the Wii U. Like, the Wii U did not catch on like they thought it was going to catch on. So I bet they're really happy that the Switch is actually yeah. selling. It would have caught on if they didn't call it such a dumb really name. Just named it something else entirely. <sighs> like, yeah. just I mean, they're, they're just called the, the Nintendo U. The platform had problems beyond the name, but boy, that name did not help. But you got to pour some out, though, man. The Wii U was... The, I mean, the, we, that was that was it. That was the last the last of the power PC. We said goodbye to that. We that that tech has been with us since the GameCube. And before that, on Apple platforms. Yeah, well, there's that. But mm. so so, so Tim, um, what else have you been been looking at? Sorry, I'm, I I got a, I got a, I'm a little distracted because some uh, what was at the door earlier when I snuck away was some uh, catnip toys for the cat. So I'm currently feeding him catnip and watching what happens, and so it's a it's a good time around the fight household Leonard's, right now. Leonard's getting coked up. He is he is out of his goddamn mind. You're stoning the I cat. I'm stoning him. I have a little. I got him a little fishy, and he is currently eating the fuck out of that fishy. I'm going to take a picture of the fishy. Might be the cover art. We'll see. Go talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z was was <laughs> cool to see. Um, I that I looked think really cool. That's uh, that's up there with like surprise game of the whole show, uh, and, and uh, to see it talked about at a Microsoft at the Microsoft event was even more shocking. I mean, this is a a Japanese property. Granted, it's very popular around the world, but it's a Japanese property sure. being developed by a, a Japanese developer um, who has been on Microsoft platforms in the past, uh, and I, I don't know. I just think it's really fantastic. Like I. I um, there have been Dragon Ball Z fighting games previously, uh, this generation. Yeah. None of them are very good. They're uh, usually behind the fighter. You go into some weird split screen kind of stuff. It's very virtual on if you ever played that game. Um, but, you know, this one, developed by Arc System Works, uh, so the creators of uh, Blaze Blue, Guilty Gear. Um, and, and also, it's, so, and it, and it's, it takes place in a 2D plane. It's, it's an actual one-on-one fighter. So uh, And it's using the same uh, kind of anime... Uh, ask uh, animation technique that they pioneered with Guilty Gear XR. So th- everything in the game is 3D, uh, but instead of and I'm, I'm sorry, I keep like I don't know any other way to explain this than technical. But I <laughs> my I pride myself on being able to 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 explain the technical in a relatable way. Um, they uh, the technique that they pioneered is when uh, you have a 3D model. There's generally a process where. Uh, you have uh, animation animation that you actually put the character through, right? So if their arm is at their side and then their arm moves straight in front of them, uh, generally the game uh, engine will move the arm because that's that's you know the animation call for uh, for that. And then the actual engine itself draws the frames uh, in between the uh, arm being down and the arm being straight out, and that's called it. That's called a tween, right? That's a tween motion. So you have a keyframe of the arm being down and you have a keyframe of the arm being up, and the engine itself just fills in the blanks. So you get that kind of smooth video game look we all know and love, right? Yep. So uh, the technique that uh, Arc System Works pioneered, and they actually gave an amazing talk about this at GDC back in 2016. It's on YouTube. I highly recommend if you're interested to check it out. 
uh, they worked with their actual 2D animation people who, you know, because they generally with uh, hand-drawn animation, uh, you're drawing on what's called the twos, right? So 24 frames mm-hmm. a second, you're drawing on the twos. So between 12 to 15 frames of actual animation to convey movement. Uh, so what they did is they their artists would take these 3D models and they would actually pose them in the exact frames of movement. So instead of having the arm straight down, they then pose the model in every frame leading up to that arm being straight out in very traditional animation technique. Right, right. Um, and because of that, they could get those poses perfect so that the models don't have any clipping or other kind of weird things that you know kind of break that illusion that it's a 3D model. And um, and they make it look like the show exactly like yeah the the, the the art style of the of the actual like what was I what I was really impressed with looking at it was like a how much it looked like the show and b like in 4K like all those lines were so fucking crisp and beautiful like they did a really good job of kind of translating you know kind of what you were saying the the art the art style and the animation and just everything looked like you're playing a you know like a a, a side perspective until like. Uh, you know, a crazy ultra move or whatever those things are called in that game kicks off where it like does like a camera angle switch and you're like, wait, this is 3D? Cool. You know, yeah. like Guilty Gear did. Just really like that. Rad. Yeah, and, it, and it's fantastic. And it, and it lends to the whole look because you, the, the movement looks like it's it's an anime. Uh, it doesn't look like a, a video game. And uh, and the, the advantage you get with that, with everything's in 3D, yeah, the camera can zoom right in. You can take these characters, you can spin the scene around, you can do all this stuff. And it's just phenomenal. And, the, and I, Arc System Works really is... Uh, making this game uh, amazing. And I think it's going to... The same thing that they did for the Persona fighting game, right? Where they brought in this whole uh, swath of people that normally don't play fighting games and got them playing a fighting game because it was about a property they liked with a cool story and everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that that does this for uh, the fighting genre uh, on the Xbox One. Like, you're going to get a lot of people that wouldn't ever touch Guilty Gear XR because that game is as dense as a pound cake. Uh, but this might be a little easier to get into, and I, I hope that's what it does. Because I'll tell you what, man, when I saw Dragon Ball Fighter Z and myself and a lot of other people in the fighting game community, we forgot about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. In it, well, instead. and that that game has an art style that looks like garbage. Yeah, it's not great. Capcom, you're being lazy, son. Arc System Works <laughs> is is showing you how to do it. You fucking made Chun Li. What is that model you're showing me? <laughs> That is the ugliest Chung Li. That is, she's looked better than that since since like the PS One era. Yeah, what are you doing? It's yeah, not great. So yeah, no Dragon, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z definitely stood out, and I love the fact it is on the Xbox One X, the 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 console where Japan, like everybody's like Japanese developers aren't going to support that, even though it's gotten Final Fantasy fifteen, and you know it's got it's gotten all yeah. of these top tier games. Do you not think yeah, that they missed a trick though with calling they should have called it Dragon Ball Fighter X, not Z? Well, it's not going. I guarantee it's not going to be on just the Xbox. That thing's going. Yeah, to it'll PC. be on the PC. Yeah, it's going to PC. It's going to PS4. I'm sure. Yeah, it might be a timed window launch exclusive. If I don't exclusive. even know what the name of that was. Exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. You got exclusive. <laughs> you got exclusive on your hands. So, but it's cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be fun. Uh, fighting games are a little thin on the ground these days. So, and, yeah. and you're also looking forward to playing the same game for the third time. Well, you know, it's funny that so Shadow of the Colossus, when they showed that trailer at this Sony event, like it came up with the bridge, and I immediately said to Carol, I'm like, I, wait a minute, I know that location. That's Shadow of the Colossus. Are they making a sequel? And then it was like, they're just remaking Shadow of the Colossus. I'm like, didn't they just remaster it? And I'm like, oh, it's a remake. I'm like, <laughs> God, is it really? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's a great game, right? But what? 
what is a remake bringing to the table? Is it going to be like a thing where we're going to be playing it on our microwave in five years? Is, gonna, yeah. is are they trying to make it Doom? Yeah, like, what are the they? Is the new Doom? Yeah, <laughs> didn't run they, it on my watch. This is great. Didn't they for the PlayStation Three though? Not remake it so much as just try and get rid Up-raised. of the, the, yeah, the blurring. Yeah, it's a remaster. In so case, it ran in 1080p, beautiful frame rate. With the horse, the horse actually looked a little bit worse because of like the the mane and things like that. But yeah. Yeah, all come off by themselves in in this trailer. Yeah, they there was no jankies on them. They were all solid shapes, and immediately it looked, hey, look, we we built this from the ground up. Okay, we've already got all the assets and everything, but it it looks the difference that you kind of thought that the PS2 to PS3 version should have been. Yeah, yeah, and the the impressive thing that they're doing that at least gets me kind of interested. So. I don't like how Team Ico games control. I have never okay. liked it. I'm sorry. I don't play those <laughs> games, so it's so I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Those games control like shit, and that's why I don't play them. So it's interesting to me that they're releasing a new uh, optional control scheme to make it a little less just fucking bad because yeah. those control schemes are bad. I, I'm sorry of people who love those games. I'm sure they're great games, but I've bought all of them, and I bounce off within 20 minutes because I cannot stand their PS1 level control schemes yeah they're very tank like and, yeah, and there's a lot of there's, there's a lot button of presses all, all of their games they push the hardware so hard that all of their games uh have uh frame pacing issues with their input oh my god so it feels like yeah. you're never quite in control of what the hell you're doing at any given moment so i, yeah, I know when exactly I played shadow shadow on the ps2 originally like i bought it the week it came out and i played it for a little bit and i was like I can't control this. When I turn the camera, we're going to like 14 frames a second. This is really nauseating to me. I, 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 mm, sorry, sorry, I'm gone. But on the on the PS2, it it really was sort of that and God of War 2 were were the let's push it as hard as we possibly can. Oh man, God, to the point of oh, we probably shouldn't have released it on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I got, they got, they got, they got call me a heathen, but I didn't actually like. I didn't actually like Shadow of the Colossus. I, I completed Eco. I was fan of that, but I got bored as hell after the second thing. I also, if you haven't played the game, I'm sorry for this minor spoiler, but I also thought it was immensely selfish of just getting the guy to get. Hey, look, let's just go around and kill all these innocent creatures so that I can selfishly bring my girlfriend back to life. I mean that was kind of the point yeah. of the game, right? Like yeah, that's, that he was yeah, exactly. The you're, you're the villain at the end. You're the villain. You sold right. realize yeah. over the course of the game, you're the villain. You sold your soul for a, for something that you probably shouldn't have gone for. <laughs> America <Yeah>. 2016, <laughs> 2017. Where where are we? What what year is it? Is it okay? Time machine time. So one of the other yeah. things that I that really stood out to me during I think it was the the Microsoft press event where they showed uh, Monster Hunter World. Is that was that Microsoft or was that Sony? That was, I can't remember. That was That's Sony. Because okay. they made a big deal of, hey, look, it's a popular game and we're bringing it back to PlayStation. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Nintendo. So, yeah, so all, I've bounced off all the Monster Hunters. I've bought several of them. But again, because of the control scheme, because of the way that they are just... <laughs> Den says, what did you say? Like a, a pound cake or what, whatever? Yeah, like, yeah, pound they, cake, yeah. It was, I mean, it's, it, those games are as dense as fucking concrete. Like, they make Dark Souls look accessible. And so, like trying to play those games with just no idea and, and just not understanding. So the claim to this one is that they're actually making the, the controls feel more modern. They're, you know, c- calling a bunch of systems that probably don't need to be there, expanding movement options, a lot of stuff that Monster Hunter hasn't had before. No load times between uh, areas, 
you know, like no chasing a monster is like, okay, now go through the gate and load for 30 seconds to chase that monster some more. And all the while you're online. So you're just sitting there. It's like, I got to get that monster. He fled to the next scene. Like a lot of those things that are just like, what is, what is this? So I'm, I'm potentially interested in Monster Hunter world, uh, depending on if it's actually, you know, like I know people who like, I know, I respect them. I, I, I love their opinions. I trust their opinions on video games. I say those games are great. I'm hoping that this game kind of brings me into the fold to go, yeah, I see what they're talking about here now that they've kind of modernized it a little bit. Um, otherwise, I have no interest in it. <laughs> but but you can you can hold some leaves in front of your face and call yourself camouflage. I'm camouflage. I'll tell you, though, you know, uh, much <laughs> like uh, Dark Souls, uh, those Monster Hunter games, man, people are rabid yes, with they those are. things. Like, they are psychotic levels of fans of that of those titles. And I, 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 I could, I would count myself among those for Dark Souls, but not for Monster Hunter. Sorry, it's just, I mean, it's kind of the same kind of principles for the combat, but no, 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 thanks. I, Interesting I, fact: Mon- Monster Hunter on the PlayStation Two was one of the first online games. Yep, and I, um, I beta those of us, those, uh, yeah, I was gonna say those of us that were in the beta test, um, which included me, um, I, I went out and bought it upon release purely because I enjoyed it so much. And then I never really got into it. Yep. But I also went on to get Try when it came out on the Wii and bought a, a, dual, shot, a dual stick controller for it, you know, the, the classic one. Mm-hmm. And that game would have been infinitely better with voice chat. But the fact that you couldn't really communicate with people when you squatted up with them just killed the game for me yeah that's that's a lot of those style of games there's a lot of japanese developed games just like you know what voice chat fuck it people need to talk and at this point in 2017 i don't really want to talk to people i want to kind of get away from that so we'll see leonard leonard buddy i love you but eating up that what you're doing right now is very destructful for my 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 purpose of being you coked your cat up you have to deal with the fallout (sighs) i guess that's true i guess i did do this to myself He's ripping up uh, a cardboard box and the paper that came in the Amazon container. Yeah, he's, yeah. I'll, yeah. I don't know if he can hear it, but it's very distracting to me because he is a cat. You're fired, Carl, throughout the show. That's 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 fine. That's what everyone wants in the first place. Tim, <laughs> what else have you seen that um, made you horny for video games? Well, I don't know. I mean, just I'll, I'll burn down my E3 game picks really uh, quick. They're all indie games, so go check them out. Uh, the first one is uh, a game called King's... Kingsway or Kingsway, however you want to say it. Um, it's actually a, a it's going to be a PC game. Uh, it's actually currently sitting on Steam, um, and it's from Adult Swim Games, which is really crazy. They've been putting out some really interesting titles over the last couple of years, and uh, it's kind of like an RTS game, but it takes place inside of a fake Windows operating system. So you, when you start the game, you like literally are starting up like what looks like Windows ninety five. And you do things inside of this operating system. You like you play this all game, right. and that's all part of the game. It's nuts. It's it's just really interesting and intriguing. And I I, I was like, you know what? Points for originality here. Um, yeah, there's been lots of lots of indie games in the last over the last year that have been like kind of desktop computer simulators. I'm glad they're continuing that tr- great tradition because those are fun. Eh. Um, but you know, it's it's hey, it's not a roguelike. Like it doesn't have roguelike in the title. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> So I don't know, that that one stood out uh, largely because it's it is it is from uh, Adult Swim Games. I just I, I just keep every time they they put out this weird new they put out weird little games and I, I I'm just like that's really intriguing. 
Yeah, Adult Swim Games, like the publishing arm of that of that company, is doing a really good job of just like giving voice and publishing to places to to developers that just would not get traditional publishing. You know, they could self publish, but like you put an Adult Swim uh, Games logo on there, it gets a a, a lot more notoriety, and uh, they're they're doing a great job of like collecting and curating weird things, much like Devolver is. Uh, so the next one on my list is uh, a game called Stifled. Uh, this is on uh, Steam, and this is a VR game, Carf. So you should check <gasps> it out. Wait, hello. So this uh, this is a sound-based survival thriller. So the game okay. is actually kind of all wireframe graphics in a way. Um, and what it is is essentially you're wandering around in the dark, and you and you have the your microphone on. And the thing is, any noise that you make in the game, uh, the enemies in the game that are stalking you can hear that. Right, so you're oh you're God, breathing looks, all I'm, of that. I'm looking at the video right now. This looks amazing. I I want this. Yeah, I mean this, and I, and I this is one of those games where you know, kind of pointing to, okay, we're in the second year of VR. Uh, we are maturing. Game developers are starting to think uh, of ways that they can use the technology that people are willing to strap onto themselves uh, to make new and compelling gameplay experiences that they they hadn't had uh, had before. Um, so this, this to me is kind of a standout. It's probably not going to make me want to buy VR, but I, 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 the concept is amazing and I'm looking forward to seeing some let's plays on this. Yeah. This looks like it's a, it's, it's very, uh, yeah, very original, like you're saying, but like even like the wireframe art that they have in there is like super stylized and just looks amazing. It, it, it kind of just, it reminds me of an old, like, like the old vector games back in the day where it's not just like pure mesh wireframe. It's the outline of the, 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 the wireframe. So it, yeah, that's a cool art style. I like that a lot. So digging that one. Uh, So the next three actually were all shown at Microsoft's uh, uh, E3 Expo. Uh, The first one was Deep Rock Galactic. Um, That one kind of stood out to me. That's the one where like, there's the, the dwarves. Whoop. I got my, you guys can't hear it, but my speakers are blasting me here. Um, (laughs) so that's the one where you're the, you're the dwarves and it's kind of like this cool, like it kind of looks like strafe, but without the crappy gameplay. Um, and, uh, like it, it it just really intrigues me because I don't know, for me, I get kind of like a cool, like Warhammer vibe off of it. Um, mixed with, uh, here's another games workshop throwback. Uh, I love the, uh, space Hulk game that was released on the 3DO originally and then was later ported to both the PlayStation and the Saturn. I love that game so much in the atmosphere that it created. And I get that same vibe from this game with the, the onslaught of aliens, uh, monsters coming at you and you, you with your partners. So that one just looked really cool. Um, it seems like a, seems like a fun game and I don't normally go in for co-op stuff. So that's kind how of many, something. How many players is the co-op? Is it like, Two or four, or something f- like up that. to four, yeah. So four person okay, team. Yeah. So think, think kind of like a Left 4 Dead kind of setup. Sure, yeah. Uh, this next one, this is my game of the show. I'm, I'm not joking. This is the game oh, wow. that made okay. me go like, oh my god, video games are alive. I love it. <laughs> uh, Super Lucky's Tale. I was, I was uh, joyous watching that trailer. Uh, Carolyn was next to me on the couch, and I'm just kept saying like, oh my god, this is it. This is my, this is the genre I love. Uh, uh, mascot platformers, man. That's where it's at for me. Like everybody was complaining, like, "Oh, no one's making, uh, uh, you know, games like Banjo Kazooie anymore." And then Ukulele came out, and everybody's like, eh, "It's okay." But no, like, here you go, right? Here's a here's an original IP. Uh, between this and we got Bubsy coming back. Uh, maybe maybe the mascot platformers making a return. Who knows? Yay! <laughs> and and Lucky's Tale, like for a launch VR game. Uh, which this game probably is not going to be VR. No, because this game is not VR. They've, they've said that this is going to be strictly 
Uh, yeah, they, they've done away with that. I think it started out in life as a VR game, and they realized, like, yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and but the first one had some cool ideas. Like, I I enjoyed the first one, so I'm 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 looking forward to seeing what they can do with a little less constraints on them, a little more, you know, like time to build it out. It's a it was a cool game. Yeah, I, I and I love it. I, I it's, it's adorable. It's gonna be fantastic. I hope my Twitter feed at the time that this got revealed was quite funny because it. They, I would say it's probably thirty percent people going. It is this. Is this conquer? And you know, is they, are they doing a sequel to Conquer's Bad Fur Day or something? And then there was a load of people going. It's Bubsy, isn't it? And and I was just looking at it all going. You people are idiots. It's clearly neither of them. <laughs> Didn't they? Didn't they talk about a new Conquer game that was like all different and cutesy at some point? Like uh, two E threes ago. Yeah, well, there was mention that they were doing something with Conquer, and then they put him into that horrible. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That yeah, that thing. That was that was a disappointment. But he was all cutesy again. Like I want my I want my Conquer to be whiskey chugging and yeah. And I, you know I don't I don't. I, yeah, Rare's Rare's doing what Rare does. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they're making pirate games. I guess that's really what they do. Yes, yes, they are. And avatars. So uh, my la- my last game, my last game pick is uh, the last night. Uh, kind of like this uh, neat uh, future retro kind of Blade Runner kind of thing, but with pixelated graphics, but moving inside of a three D environment. And um, I just I was oh no wait yeah, uh, and I just thought it looks really. Sorry, my computer's having a glitch there. Uh, and I just thought it looked really interesting. I I'm really sure what the gameplay is going to be, but I think visually it's very striking. Um. There was some controversy after the game was released because it came out the next day that the the uh, designer person of it, the head designer guy, uh, kind of affiliated himself with Gamergate. Um, yeah. But he sensed like you know the the publisher came out and said, "We assure you, like the person that's in those tweets from like you know a year ago, whatever, that's not the person we've been working with that we know of." He came out and even apologized. And you know, it, I, politics side, like I you know, I, I I looked the guy up. I just looked up. I just like learned more about him. I'm like. Okay, right now he's 26 years old. And yeah. when he made these comments, he was between the age of like 23 to like 25. And having been there, uh, <laughs> that's the point in your life where you say and do the dumbest shit. Like you just, you're, you're just, you do. You say, you say and think stupid things. And I, I you know, everybody kind of hits that point where they realize like, I'm a moron and I've done stupid things and I'm going to try to be a better person. And I, you know, I give the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, maybe that's what's taking place. And and there's there, he's made some comments on Twitter in the last week that have still been of that same mindset, but at the same time, like he's also, he's also done this apology. And then in middle of those been a total jackass um, in his tweets. But just because a guy has different politics than everyone else doesn't mean that the game is going to be inherently bad or that it shouldn't be supported. Like I, 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 I'm kind of tired of this mindset where people, especially on uh, the progressive side are just like, I'm not supporting anyone that has a different viewpoint than me. Like, you know, like let them explore their viewpoint. And if they do a good job of exploring their viewpoint, let them do it. Like, man, it's it's, it's not like this guy's not a Nazi, right? He's just kind of a dick. Right. Yeah, that's kind of like his his tweets weren't like you know horribly like the the earlier ones were the ones that were like a few weeks ago were just like yeah you're just kind of an asshole you know it's kind of the same thing well Notch has gone into it I was just gonna say Notch is a complete piece of shit but I still play Minecraft you know yeah yeah so yeah well he sold it he doesn't doesn't own it anymore 
who what? Yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he he's, care. he's fucking rich. Yeah, which 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 annoys me because I'm just like, don't you have? Can't you do better things with your time? Why? No, he cannot. <laughs> anyway, no, so that's, that's, not. That that's actually, all. That that's all my think. stuff. So so Minecraft got sold to Microsoft, didn't it? In the yeah. end, a couple yep. years ago, yeah, uh, yeah. But now we're we're having Minecraft 4K. Yeah, yeah. The the bigger thing with Minecraft 4K is not the resolution, but they're introducing some new shaders and new uh, textures yeah. that are go past the initial limitations of what Minecraft like 32 by 32 sprites projected onto blocks are. Like they have new grass that's I think it's like maybe it's like 256 by 256. Hold on to your <laughs> hats, guys. But like it looks significantly better uh, with those new shaders and the new texture work that they're doing. Um, I'm looking forward to to playing that on the PC. Like. I'm I'm glad they're kind of doing some iteration and, and and allowing people to have different modes. Like they can play it on their original, you know, the original look, or you know, play a different different style of of graphics. I'm glad they're they're going down that route because there's a certain point where I'm playing Minecraft and it's like, boy, this just looks like hot garbage. Totally. Um, so, and I I know people that they they play Minecraft, but they only play it with mods so that they can make it look better. Yeah, uh, yeah, like maybe tons of people, people play in, mods. You know, maybe yeah, totally. Yeah, there should be an option for those people who are being forced to mod their game to make it look, you know, it doesn't, it's never going to look great, like, because the blocks are the blocks, right? Sure. But, like, you can style those blocks to be more than just developery or uh, placeholder assets, which is what they've been this entire time. Yeah. Like, when Notch made those things, like, it wasn't like he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ha- contract a big art team and make these intricately, you know, no, like, he just... He just threw those things in there and was like, well, they stuck, so I'm just going to leave them there. Right, and I'm, in, I'm inadvertently created a visual style. Uh, right, exactly. He stumbled genre. into a visual style. Yeah, so that's cool. I, I'm glad they're doing that, and I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that people still play that game because, like, as, as a person who has lived with, a, you know, he, you know, the kid was like eight to ten or some, you know, eight to eleven or seven to eleven. Whenever I was living with him and he was playing Minecraft, and like the the way that it engaged him on a, like a, a like he was building shit that was just like machinery. And like complicated logic to get the stuff, a certain deal with redstone, and like that that game is single handedly teaching a lot of kids programming basics, architecture basics, CAD basics, like a lot of fucking good skills. And that game should not be discounted as like a as a as a dumb thing. Like anyone who says that Minecraft is just you can say it's not for you, but don't say it's dumb. Like it is a very smart, very good teaching tool, very fun and engaging. Like that is a good game. Like. Yeah objectively like you may not like it but that is a really interesting thing well and you know and and, and on that note because i 100 percent agree with you um you know I, I there are i i've i've been to uh like code camps for kids um yeah. teaching you know to using minecraft as a teaching tool and you know you, you you get these kids working together and having a great time and you know i think more importantly than that you know there's there's so much uh emphasis on um, you know, uh, getting, getting, uh, more, more girls and stuff into, into STEM, uh, mm-hmm. things. And, and, and Minecraft is a, is a great way to do that. Uh, if you look at any of these teaching tools, like, you know, the, 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 uh, the number of little girls, uh, that are there, it has just f- increased phenomenally, uh, because they have this outlet and it's this outlet of play where everyone is equal, you know? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's awesome to see. Yeah, it's yeah. Minecraft is cool. I'm there was a bunch of people who are shit talking during the press conferences. They were dedicating any time to it, but 
screw those people like minecraft is still an important thing yeah they're gonna okay so first off even from like a business standpoint of course microsoft's gonna talk about minecraft (laughs) are you kidding me the thing prints money uh so yeah you're at a trade show they're gonna talk about it it's on every fucking platform in the world right you know and and the thing is i i i'm you know, at some point, I think people are going to need to accept the fact that that uh, Java Minecraft is going to be going away. You yeah, know? we we are coming up at the end of of that being the primary platform, uh, right. even on, on PC, because uh, the Windows Windows 10 edition um, is just the that engine is so much better. <laughs> it's just it just doesn't even exist. The frame rates you'd get on those old versions of Java, even with like a great video car, was just like atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it was it was a hacked together Java engine. Like, of course, it's going to run like shit. Yeah. So anyway, cross platform plays cool. I hope Sony comes around. It'd be pretty rad. I can't believe they got. And Nintendo I think they will. I think they will. They got Nintendo yeah. on board. <clears throat> right. If so. you can get Nintendo, you can get so. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and and the and and the Rocket League, they got a deal with with them. So I bet Microsoft can. You know, either with money hats or through negotiations, fix this problem with with the Sony platform with yeah. this specific game. So, all right, well, that's, so, that's so, it on my list. That's it. That's all I got. E three is dead to me now. All right, Justin, talk to us about Need for Speed because I I, uh, I I I enjoyed what I saw of that too. Okay, so um, EA did their showcase, and um, we talked about it a bit bit before we launch the launch the recording proper but they they seem to have this idea of let's bring out some i'm guessing they're youtube personalities but it it looked like we're just going to throw some people in front of camera who have no idea of how to present anything and they're going to forget their lines and it's going to be the most awkward thing ever and yeah, they they did the usual thing of hey look here's the latest madden here's the latest fifa and um you know, be be a start a career mode, and oh look, you can now play NBA Live by fiddling the thumbstick to make your guy dribble properly, and and all that. But then they went on to dedicate quite a bit of time to the new Star Wars Battlefront game, which, being a Star Wars fan, I was interested to watch and. It seems like they've realised that perhaps putting a story mode into a game might be a wise thing. They didn't really yeah. show much from the story, but that no. was the biggest criticism of the first game yeah. of why did you release it without one? I think I, yeah, t- Titanfall at- 2 was a good example of that as well. Yep. Yeah. I think they were putting out their feelers with the first one, seeing if it is something that the community wanted, and if they were going to keep going on it, then they put more resources into it. I think that uh, the way they displayed the multiplayer match was terrible, and not a good way yeah. to showcase that game. But from what they showed, it looks like a more refined version of Battlefront, which is good. Like Battlefront was just a lot of like maps that were just, you know, either trenches or wide open fields where you just shoot each other or really tight hills. And it looks like they're kind of, you know, actually doing a better job with the multiplayer maps, having more of a battlefield style, like, you know, attack, defend uh, yeah, phases. That, that, that was def- definitely the feel I got from it. Because I played a, a reasonable amount of Battlefield 4 and you have game modes like Rush uh, where you it's objective based so yeah one of you needs to hold out and and if the other team gets to that certain trigger point it's like okay we'll reset to the next area of the map right. and you've got to stop them getting that far yeah. and they do have that in in 
Battle Star Wars Battlefront at the moment because I um, certainly on the Death Star map there's there's a bit of that. You've got to sort of try and stop the droids and um, like R two D two getting collected. But the show that they put on was hey let's let's go to Naboo and feed and there's a lot of people who dislike the original for, uh, sorry the for good reason the the the, the prequels the, the the first three movies but the whole point of this battlefront is um it's going to span all of the movies so it's going to go from episode 1 to episode 8 and like you say they they decided hey let's have this multiplayer map we'll have a few people of clones versus um droids but then they decided to show, hey, look, Darth Maul's on the fight, and the guy playing Darth Maul is absolutely creaming everyone, and he's got, like, you know, 35 kills to the next guy who has three. So it sh- it immediately just said to you the classic thing of, if you've got one good player who gets a hero, he's he's won the game for you. And then the Ray shows but up, then, and you're like, wait, hold on. And then Ray shows up, and you're going, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I at that point, I immediately thought, what? And they sh- they showed oh look Han Solo's in the game oh he's already dead, I mean you know spoilers <laughs> <It's> but like... <laughs> but they've changed the way that you get those power ups because in the uh, in the first one you'd walk around the map and find a little symbol and you know push a button. <laughs> If you decided to take take to the skies, you, your guy, your character would just like crouch down on one knee and kind of go, "We need air support." And next thing you know, you're spawning in as a as a tie interceptor or something like that. But in this one, it seems that you get some sort of like currency that you can spend between deaths, and you can just spawn back in as someone else. I don't know. It it certainly got me intrigued. Um, it feels it it definitely feels much more. Battlefield than Battlefront, but remains to be seen. And and it looks very pretty. Yes, it, as does. Well, it looks very pretty indeed. Which you, but then the first one. The first did. one looked that amazing. Was, yeah, it still looks. I mean, it still it looks yeah. still looks great. Like th- them testing out their Battlefield One tech with that game. Like both those games are just they're just lookers. And the second one proves to be a looker as well. And the other game that I saw um, that they put a bit of time in. Uh, on that showcase was the new Need for Speed, Need for Speed Payback. So it's very story driven, but it feels like it's uh, Criterion trying to do a Burnout yeah. game again. So mm-hmm. Burnout Paradise was one of my favourite games of the last generation, and when they did, they lost lost that, and then went over started doing Need for Speed, and I think it was most wanted was it was essentially. Burnout, but with the Need for Speed license, and it just didn't feel quite the same. Yeah. But this one, it seems to have the. Well, I want to say like the adrenaline. It has like the slow motion cameras when you dodge something, or it has crashes and takedowns, and that's what made Paradise feel. And the sense of speed from Paradise, like, like from you Burnout games. wanted to hit people. Yeah. So I, I'm. Certainly, ex- maybe not excited, but but looking forward to that one. Um, what else was there? Lots of story shown for the new Wolfenstein. So yeah, um, Nazis and 
um, taking over and, America and doing acid, and uh, yeah. or your your one of your friends doing acid and seeing a cartoon frog and like petting him and telling him everything's going to be okay. Like that that game is going to be okay in my book. <laughs> I got to say the the live action portion that they showed at the beginning of the trailer really. Uh, yeah, that wasn't great. Well, it was. I mean, I don't know. It stood out. It made it unique. Um, yeah, it was. Eh. Mm. Th- those live action things I do for video games where it's and like the, a couple guys in front of a green screen with like computer generated assets. I, mm, I don't like to look at that very much, but whatever. Like, it's not going to be in the game, so that's fine. But they've also they, they've said that uh, the new Quake esports game is going to have BJ Blazkowicz in. Oh, oh boy, that's what we all wanted. Yeah, that's what the. Yay. It's got what plants crave. I still need to play that game. Uh, <laughs> it's got electrolytes. What do you think of the new, the, the the big reveal on Assassin's Creed Origins? I am bored by Assassin's Creed, and that doesn't change my mind. See, see, I find it quite funny because the the main character or the lead character, whatever, he's got the name of Bayek. Now, in Northern England, that is a phrase. Hey, Bayek, that was a good thing, <laughs> and uh, it just makes me chuckle every time I hear him say Bayek. So, so um yeah, I I am fine I'm probably not gonna play that, but it's it seems a big difference from everything else and this is supposed to be like the origins, clearly. Do we need any more origins? You can now play as a eagle. Yeah, take Fly take like me back to Caveman. Wow. That's the origins. Take me back to the first mm. time somebody well, hit somebody else in the head. I mean, it's just Ubisoft doing their fucking thing they, they do, do over and over again. Spin like, off of Far Cry Prime. I mean, it's like uh, uh, the, the new Ghost Recon game. What's it? Uh, the one that we had the drone, you could spot enemies. Like, the eagle in that game is exactly the same mechanic. Like, it just it just really feels like they Ubisoft, when they're open world games, just, like, takes the things from all the other games, conglomerates them in, even if it doesn't make sense, and just, like, spews it out there. And Assassin's Creed, like, at first it was like, wow, this is really pretty. And then they get, got to the gameplay, and I was like, man, this just looks like an Ubisoft game through and through. Eh, whatever. I I don't care. And the the only other game that I saw that I was again I wasn't excited by, but I I was found myself actually paying attention to what was going on was Anthem. Yeah. That it, it has a very kind of Destiny feel with it. Um. In the sense of uh, squadding up and things like that, and the the bit they showed, you've got. I really don't like it when they. You can't tell is it scripted AI? Is it a couple of people that are supposed to be playing the game that are talking dynamically? That entire and it always feels slightly. Yeah, that entire demo like was. Off. I mean, that was a vertical slice of a vertical slice of a vertical yeah. slice of a vertical slice. Like that was not. If they can hit what they're going for, that's really cool. But. That game is not going to be what that that presentation was. I mean, just it's no. it's uh, there's so many points of failure for what they're going for that I I hope they get it because I really want to have faith in, in Bioware, but man, they they are pushing for a high bar for that, and I hope they can reach it. Yeah, it it kind of almost feels like. Do you remember the Killzone? demo uh-huh. that everyone went nuts yep. over back in the day and it's like oh my god this looks amazing yeah but you won't see it in the yeah, game like all the flying stuff really felt like you know like they know exactly where to go to like land yeah. on the, all these things it's like boy you could do a lot of like running into those rock walls or going up here and like 
just fucking off and doing this other thing. Like, that's cool, but I don't think that's... I, I don't know what that game's going to look like when it's actually done. That look, that felt like a really early, like, uh, you know, uh, should we make this game? We should make this game, right? People like this? Like, kind of announcement to me. Well, it's. Mm. It, I, I'm not quite ready to call it No well, Man's Anthem game? quite yet, but... <laughs> <laughs> what's the game that's um that's out at the moment where you do you you have a wingsuit in and it's i'm not talking about just cause um steep is it called something like that oh, the, the, I, the snowboarding game i don't know maybe you get a wingsuit in steep possibly i don't know i'm 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 i'm, I'm flagging <laughs> carry on All take right. over I need to. I need I'll talk to think. about some games I, <laughs> I I saw. I'll briefly cover uh, in uh, in Bethesda's conference um, the uh, adaptions into VR of Skyrim, uh, Fallout, and Doom VFG or VRG or VF, VFR. VFR. I don't know. Yeah, VFR. Um, from hands-on stuff, people say it's kind of you know lame, but hopefully they can fix up some of those problems with especially Fallout, like. Fallout, if they do the interface right, could be a really compelling uh, VR experience. They're charging for it, even though, you know, I already own that game, but that's fine. Like, VR is an early adopter's paradise. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, like, I'm not going to... There's a people on the on the Vive subreddit who are like, I can't believe they're making us pay for a game we already bought. It's like, no, the game you bought is the 2D version. That's the game you have. They're, they have are, are no obligation to give you, like, a mode that's taking them so many hours to make like fuck you like seriously gamers are entitled and i'm tired of especially with the vr community like you bought an 800 dollars headset shut the fuck up i know you know, you know like i knew what you were getting into it always for me comes down to um you know they're like oh i, I already paid for this game give me this like do you understand the difference between making a game that's in vr and, and, and the controls and everything else that you have to deal with in that and how you're interacting with that environment versus a standard first person controller game like, right, and they don't get pissed when it's like, oh, I, you know, I bought it on PS4. Why do I have to pay for it again on Xbox? Like, it's that, you know, it's probably even more, you know, potentially more work than that kind of transition totally. between, depending on the, I mean, it's, you know, it's, the, 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 the I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of, I, it's an, it's infuriating in a sense that, um, like if you, if it's, it's the old adage, right? Like, just if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say anything. And in this case, it's like if you don't understand how software actually births into the existence just shut up don't say anything <laughs> yeah don't be entitled that's i mean that's been a problem with gamers for a long time but oh yeah absolutely. boy it's really it's 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 just getting worse and worse and i hope they stop that someday but it is uh, hilarious so to me, thought, like the whole idea of like i paid 800 dollars for this headset how dare you make me pay another 60 for this game yeah well especially because like most of the vr games are shit like they're they're you know they're five hour experiences if that like if 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 fallout 4 is the entire game and it's you know like all the dlc and everything that's that's in that game like for 60 bucks the the price to 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 uh enjoyment ratio for that vr experience compared to the other vr experiences is like 500 to one like shut up (laughs) the same people that if they Uh, if they bought a ferrari they'd complain they can't put 87 octane into it (laughs) yeah exactly uh, so on the on the Sony stage, they showed off the Spider-Man game done by Insomniac. Uh, that looks uh, pretty good. I'm a little worried about all the Q- the QTEs and and all that stuff. But boy, that <laughs> that game looks really cool. And they they've uh, 
I really like Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 on the PSX. So I'm hoping that it kind of has a similar vibe of, you know, I want to I want to swing around that damn city. Yeah. I really enjoyed that in those games and they've the devs have as have referenced referenced those games as their inspiration for a lot of the stuff, the swinging and like that game had the Batman combat before it, the Batman had the Batman combat. Right. Those games were great. And one thing I loved about the Spider-Man demo was yeah, is well, that he's actually saving people. Like, you know, he, right. he's he's trying to end the fight. He's not trying to kill people. He's actually, you know, like I'm gonna right. web this guy up. I'm gonna web this guy up. Oh shoot, that thing's falling. Uh, I gotta web that. I gotta save that. But I still gotta stop these yeah. guys. And you got that yeah. sense of uh, tension and craziness. Yeah. And even if you like intentionally kick someone off a building, uh, even if you don't hit the the web button, like Spider Man's gonna save him. Like they have lots of animations in there to be like, no, Spider Man doesn't fucking kill. Like right. calm the fuck down. The the player is not allowed to kill any. You know, like intentionally kill anyone or even unintentionally kill anyone, which is gonna make I think a really cool idea for making the 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 cinematic nature of it like you I mean sure you're putting some commands in but but you're you know spider-man is essentially just like oh nope that's not happening oop that's not happening you know like that's that's really cool to, like especially uh in that kind of game to watch kind of unfold as as you know you're controlling the character but he also has a mind of his own to be like it's not going to deter you from what you're doing but he's just going to like really quickly like Phew, nope 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 well, that's not happening yeah so that's that's cool I'm and, and there's the larger right. question of uh you know is is it uh the character of uh miles morales um, uh, play is he Spider Man in this game as opposed to Peter Parker? Because I don't know. You don't really know I don't know if you're familiar with the character or not in that regard. But yeah, I, I they said at the uh, on the giant bomb stream um, okay. when they had a person from Insomniac on um, that uh, you're playing as Peter Parker, but Miles is there. Okay, and um, they, they wouldn't they wouldn't answer the question of whether yeah. you played as both. Of them. He he appeared right at the mm-hmm. end. He appeared right at the end of the um, the, the the segment. I think he, it panned down to the crowd, and then someone referred or like called Miles. So someone off camera called him, and you just saw him Smirk. sort of, you know, turn him as he's turning. Yeah, it'd, it'd, smile. Be fun. Yeah. it'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a cool thing. Uh, Crackdown three. Oh, I, I'm intrigued to know if it's going to um, if it's going to have. Spider-Man's um, comedic. That's, it seemed that's like quips from that demo. It seemed like because they definitely, you, you, yeah, you saw him going through the helicopter and um, sort of saying, "Oh, is this the flight to blah blah blah, whatever?" And you know, it, it definitely was either put there for the sake of we're showing this off, so we need to make it seem much more Spider-Man, or yeah, that no, is. I, I think it has to be there because the, the one thing that uh, Spider-Man's uh, reappearance in the the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done is it has brought that humor back to the character, you know, whereas he's always cracking jokes and everything. So I think the people people kind of expect that. That's part of the character. It it seemed very Batman Arkham City because obviously the whole point of that game was hey look you can now free roam and you can jet around by propelling yourself off the side of buildings and things. And I wasn't a fan of Arkham City. I much preferred Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I, I, you know what? And honestly, those the and none of the if, Arkham if games ever did it for me. Honestly, <laughs> I, I've tried them repeatedly, and I'm just like, I'm just, it's not. They don't do anything for me. I've I've played them all. I've played all, all four, even Origins, the um, you know, the bastard stepchild. It developed by a different company. It it works. It's not bad. It's not great, but it it's functional. And I even played the um, the PSP one, the um, Arkham Origins Blackgate. It's very cartoon sure. 
Um, yeah, you know, found some with style. those games that are, you know, even yeah. the, the worst ones are good, fun to play games where you would not say that about comic book games or those kind of third person beat em up. Like, they, they did a good job of, of Rocksteady, like, guiding their hand into uh, making a compelling genre in and of itself. All right, Carve, Crackdown 3, go. Hmm. Crackdown. Um, <laughs> Crackdown no. 3. It's Ter- Terry Crews. Terry Crews nonsense screaming <laughs> and everything. Uh, the game doesn't look that great, but from all people who have played it say that it plays as good as the first one, which is good because I really like that first one. Um, I don't know about the graphical style. It looks just a little bit unfinished. I don't know if there's some sh- more shader work they need to do, but um, I'm looking forward to that. Like, I Do you think they'll ever finish the second one? Uh, so that's really all I have to say about Crackdown. Anyway, yeah, I, hope that, I hope that it's good. I really enjoyed the first one. The second one was a complete and utter flop, and I played it for like 20 minutes before I was like, oh, this is a bad game. Okay, cool. Moving on. Um, they announced that PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds is coming to the X-Bone, or I'm sorry, the Xbox at this point, um, which is awesome. No, that he, game. One of them, one of them did, did actually call it an X-Bone, yeah, didn't someone said X-Bone on stage. One of the, um, one of the guys on yeah, the mic. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Xbox Ox. Yeah, Xbox, Ox, Noxman. Um, so I, 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 since the last time we podcasted, uh, I've had a love affair with uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. It is a probably one of the best games I played in the last like four years for its immersion, and it's a glitchy ass fucking game. It's terrible in a lot of ways, but boy, that game like is just has a really good loop. It has really good like just mechanics, even though they're really unfinished. Like. If they can continue to polish that game, make it run a little better, you know, they're adding vaulting and adding uh, other things that could, and diving through windows, like things that could really help the, the player uh, traverse. But uh, that game is, is just an incredible game. I, if you have a PC that is moderately powerful and you enjoy, I, I don't like multiplayer games. Like at this day and age, like I don't really like multiplayer shooters. They don't really do much for me, but this game like has hit me in a way that, I think it's really cool that they're you know, they're kind of making it for a console. I don't know if it's a what the exclusivity stuff on that is, but I think that's good that uh, that that more people can experience that game because it is a. I think if it went to the, when it goes to the Xbox, it'll be an immediate success, yeah. just like uh, when Minecraft went to the the consoles and it was like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. And that's and, and you know that that game going to Xbox uh, One X is one of the reasons why I really want that console. I, I really want to play that game, um, but I. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, just uh, age, age and injuries, I really can't do uh, uh, first person. Like I can't do action games on my computer for any like real extended periods of time. So having sure. that having that uh, controller access will be fantastic for me. Yeah, for sure. Like I I love to just sit down and play that play that game with a controller. And you know I could technically do it with the PC version, but then you're just gonna die. Like that's not how yeah. you can you can't you can't switch input methods when other people are using more precise controls. So. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, Ori and the the Will the Wisps. I don't know if you guys played Ori in the Blind Forest, but it's a small indie game. Beautiful art style. This game looks just as beautiful. Uh, actually, a little bit more beautiful. And the just the the way it plays. Just it's a two D uh, side scrolling platformer, Metroidvania type of game. And the first one was just incredible. I'm looking forward to what they're doing next because the first one was just. I, I don't know. It just it just felt good. It was like I mean you 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 put it on if anyone else was in the house and they'd be like you're playing like some some artsy shit, aren't you? And you're like, yeah, I am. This ain't no player no battlegrounds. <laughs> the 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 color um, looked amazing on it. You know the um, 
transfer yeah. of lighting. I hope that game has and, HDR because that game yeah. would look amazing in HDR. Exactly. <laughs> this game is going to be a poster child of HDR. Yeah, that that would look like those brights and those darks are just oh. Hope that hope that's what they're doing. Uh, sea of Thieves. We kind of briefly talked about it, but I'm really interested in what that is. Like I've watched a couple people play it um, from their time at E3 and. You know, it's a pirate game where you have a pirate ship. You can go onto land and go look for booty and go swimming around for booty, go into caves for booty, just just looking for that booty that as booty. you're a pirate. Just getting that booty as pirates do. And, uh, you know, there's uh, kind of a journey-esque, like, matchmaking system where I randomly just throw other people's pirate ships and crew into your game, and you kind of got to deal with that, which I really like that, that you know, that, that, that tension of, like, okay, we went and got the, the booty, we're bringing the booty back to our ship, and, oh, shit, there's another pirate ship, like, we need to either get the hell out of here and fight the pirates on their ship, or, oh, they've already sunk our ship, and we're, this mission's over, let's get the fuck out of here. So, just kind of a cool thing, like, the, the art style looks, you know, interesting, looks, I mean, it doesn't look as polished as rare stuff usually does, but it looks good, like, it looks cartoony and, and fun, and I'm looking forward to that. It's, it's good to have a rare game that actually looks decent. Yeah. I was I was a little bit reserved because when when they kind of, they, they were doing that show and then they went oh look there's there's someone here and you're gonna you're gonna have to fight off against other human people because they're pirates and they're gonna try and steal your treasure and I just thought this you, you pretty much opened the gates and said you can just go on to this game to troll people and just go I'm just non-stop gonna grief people trying to finish that yeah, area. I see a problem with that. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> moving on i i i ruining people's days is 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 can sometimes be very cathartic uh far cry 5 only because it's set in montana and i live in montana like the stuff they showed at e3 seemed like it was really stepping back from what their initial pitch of their game was which was like you know very moody very pulpy uh cult action thriller with cool characters and then they showed it at e3 and it's just like yep it's a far cry game so kind of took a few steps back in my mind from that but still gonna play it because i mean video games don't get set in my state like that's just not what happens so that, that'll be fun <laughs> uh beyond good and evil 2 like just they showed a trailer for you know that's all they have of that game i think at this point like it's just a you know a little cinematic render and what they were talking about behind closed doors was even crazier than the stuff they showed. Like, they're trying to pull a No Man's Sky and generating the entire universe, which is turns out so well when they did it last time. Although, if you want to play a real game that has good mechanics of that, Elite Dangerous is just fucking fantastic. Anyway. Uh, I, I second that. Elite they, Dangerous is fantastic. Great game. Uh, especially with, like, a HOTAS and VR. And, oh, boy, has good times. Um, So... Apparently there's like two galaxies you can visit and the rest of it is, I don't, I, I guess they're simulating it for something, some unknown purpose. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that game. I hope that uh, it turns out to be something that's cool. Uh, Michelle Ancel, the uh, the director of that and longtime Rayman guy and, you know, he's, but he kind of got up on stage and just kind of just, he got pretty teary-eyed to be able to finally talk about that game again. Like, it seems like something that he really wants to make, and I hope that that passion tra- turns into a good product. I don't know at this point. Like, it's kind of turning into a Duke Nukem situation here where it's just like, or, you know, Last Guardian. Do, do, where it's you, like, follow, do you follow on Twitter the Kaz, uh, Kaz Hiroi CEO yeah. parody? <laughs> and, and, and it came straight out, and it said something along the lines of, in the time between Beyond Good and Evil 2 being announced and that, we built The Last Guardian. 
<laughs> it's like that. That was you know after Duke Nukem. That's the second longest development game that that is in recent years. Yeah. So I, I I'm still not sure that game is actually going to come out, but good on them. Like I hope I hope it's cool. Hey, Duke Nukem wasn't a bad game. No way. You're just told it. Yes, was. it, was. it was. Really bad. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 there, I was gonna like. It would have been bad if it was a PlayStation Two game. <laughs> oh, so bad. I don't know. Even then, I. Mm. Uh, final thing I want to mention isn't really for the games, but I don't know if you guys watched the Devolver press conference. I'm putting press conference in the biggest quotes of my life. Um, it was essentially something you'd something that you would probably see on like late night Adult Swim, where it was just like a parody of a conference. You know, pre-recorded. You know, uh, cutting away to the audience who were just like laughing abhorrently at things that are just not. They shouldn't be laughing out. Like the the lady on the stage is like, you know, like everyone's like laughing and when she, or clapping when she first comes out and she like fires guns in the air. It's like, shut up! You're all you're all professional journalists. Stop it! Stop it! Just how edgy. And then, uh, you know, I the way I'm describing it makes it seem like that, but it was actually legitimately funny, at least to my sensibilities. Um, I, I, if, if anyone likes Adult Swim off-brand weird shit, go go check that out. Watch that, games I, I had not watched that, but Devolver does publish uh, a lot of games that I, I quite enjoy. So they do. They have a good. They have a good. Um, very much like Adult Swim, good curation uh, of the games they do, and I think it comes across in that press conference as just being fucking weird. And i I like that. I like that the games industry is big enough to have these kind of idiot rebels on the sidelines doing their own thing and making their own parodies of what a press conference is and releasing it during E3. And, you know, like they were apparently in outside of the, the press, uh, like in the, the, uh, the, the parking lots of E3 and they got fined like a hundred thousand dollars for doing the little stunt out there of like even having a, a little van to talk about what they're doing. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's cool. That there's that they're out there doing that. And I appreciate that. Uh, that's, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about. Uh. The the last couple of things that I um, I spotted that I I didn't put in the the notes just there, but um, there's going to be a new Yoshi game coming out that looked very um, Yoshi's Island. It's like Yoshi, not cardboard, but like felt and yarn, or not 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 yarn, but like felt and cardboard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and with with lots of eggs bouncing. Yoshi, along Yoshi's Holy World was one and, of the best Wii U games. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I, I can only play it in stints because it feels like it wants to be Kirby's um, Kirby's Epic Yarn, and and it it just doesn't quite do it. Yeah, those those games are cool. And Kirby's Epic Yarn was one of the best games for if you've had a bad day or you're losing really badly at a game and you want to throw your controller, just put Kirby's Epic Yarn on, and within ten minutes you're just the most chilled person. Yeah, I I appreciate those games for what they are. Uh, and the to be like chill out games they're not really pushing any envelopes but they're not you know they're not bad by any you know like they're not like they're not like the new mario game where it's just off the wall crazy nintendo it's more like traditional you know super nintendo level but that's cool i'm glad that they're still doing that because those are great great games for like you said chilling out and for kids and for you know there's a huge audience that 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 serves so good on them yoshi's island is to this day one of my favorite video games of all time so the fact that we're still getting those is is awesome Touch fuzzy, get dizzy. Speaking of acid trips, <laughs> the the last game was uh, revealed right um, right at the start of the Sony one. When for a lot of people, the sound cut out, and that was um, the the 
the trailer or game video footage for the the next bit of Uncharted, the lost yeah the uh, the all all women um, because <laughs> Uncharted yeah because I I missed Chloe not being in Uncharted four. Um, some people like her, some people don't. I've thought she was one of the best characters in two, and um, you know Claudia Black is a very good That's voice actor and. And uh, also Laura Bailey, who plays the the other woman in it, is is brilliant. So two of the two of the voice actors I really enjoy. I'm I've yet to see much from the actual game, but I will probably be picking that up because I enjoy those those people's work. Yep. Yeah, I I, I didn't that get was, too hyped about that, that's, but I that's, hope that's I hope it's good. Bit. I don't know. I after four. I well, was, even if it's not, Uncharted yeah. Four was a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Um, Uncharted Three was a bit of a letdown, but you well, know, hard to top two. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm. Yeah. Well, you just don't have blue yeti. That would have yeah. That would have made um, the game a lot better at the end. Yeah. But uh, whatever. But you know, the rest <laughs> of that game was so bombastic and. Yeah. So I never played any of them, but I, I never really. I don't know. I guess never really wanted to. Yeah, the combat, like the the shooting, has never been very good in those games. But the the traversal and like the the characters are what I go there for. So that's how I feel about. It. See, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward it's, to it's two, good new Crash Man. It's Tomb Raider but with good story. Sorry, I I, I cut everybody off. Sorry. Uh, and and that was the last thing. No, I'm 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 finished there. So all right then. Anything else I've... for you, Tim? That was such a good segue. I just squandered. I'm going to say that that we have we have e three'd ourselves out today. This day of our Lord Friday, oh. the, the whatever day this is. A week after the fact. You know, it's not a week. It's two days after it that's all got fair, done. That's fair. It's, but no, it's yeah, good. You know, I I, I got to say, like the last couple of years, I've been kind of not really interested in e three. Um, but you know, I I kind of feel like we're we. We are in uh, a bit of a of a, a video game renaissance, I think, because people are starting to be a little more experimental and a little more uh, gameplay focused over graphics. Um, I think for a few years there, we kind of lost our way with that. Yeah, we're, we're bringing it back. Yeah, indie games like the the, the structures of indie games are doing we, a better also... job of, of, of informing AAA and and indie games are still like those are kind of those are becoming like what would we consider to be, you know, a games back in the day. Like indie games are, are crazy now. And now the, the true indie games are an itchio and there's some really cool stuff there. And there's a, there's a pretty good ecosystem of ideas that are, that are happening in video games right now. And it's cool to see. Yeah. And we, we do suffer, I think more now than ever video game snobbery from players and like, Oh, that's, that's, you know, that's an indie game. I don't care about it. I want nothing but triple A and I want them all free. I pay my games with gold, I, or my PS Plus, I should have free games all the time, and they should always be $40, $50 games. Silly. People are too, too, too entitled. People are dumb. Goddamn millennials can get off my... Wait, I'm a... <laughs> Never mind. They should collect Neo Geo games with me. That'll teach you about the value of games. <laughs> <laughs> you want to pay four hundred dollars for a yeah. fucking cart, kid? This <laughs> this this size it's the size of a videotape. Like here, yeah. Oh, Art of Fighting One. Yeah, that's going to be seventy five dollars. I know you can only play as four characters, but hey, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our uh, E three coverage of twenty 
2017 E3. Uh, uh, we don't have any emails because I haven't looked at the account in a long time. If you've been sending us emails, I'm sorry. We'll get to those eventually. Uh, if you like what, what we did today, tweet at us. Tweet at, uh, at some other castle on the Twitters. Um, you can send emails to uh, radcast at gmail.com, I think. I, I'm, I'm actually not sure. Oh, boy. I, I don't remember what the email address is. I'm sure you guys know. You guys know, right? Just Twitter us. Just look us up. Find us on the internet and yell at us. Yell at me for not knowing the email address. I'm at CarfZero on the Twitter. You can just yell the fuck out of me. That's fine. Yeah. And I'm at Tim Wilsey, W-I-L-S-I-E. Easy to find. And I'm at Onu6, which is with the letters of S-I-X, not the number. He's on your back, folks. And it's also, yeah, not your, so, yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Find Justin. Justin less and- easy to find. <laughs> he's he's inco- in, incognito. Go, go, go over onto there the some the other castle website, and then ones. under the about, there's or, or con, you know, there's there's some sort of crew profile thing, and it, and it tells you all our details on there. There you go. Yeah, go yeah, go to that website. And and until next time, uh, hopefully not in I don't know how long it's been, but uh, you guys love us. It's been it's been five years. <laughs> We've all grown incredible beards. Even Elaine has a beard. It's weird. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, this this is the end. Goodbye! You know, I don't know how I did my first... Because we, uh, God, we, 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 were, we used to do uh, call-ins on the widget. Like, when we had it, we would call people. Um, so, like, when we had, like, the, the head of the Xbox Live Arcade and stuff like that in there... We had to use my damn phone line tied into our mixing board. Oh, That's yeah. how shitty life was back then. That was 2000, what, 2005. So we've come a long way. Okay, so call us with the phone. Yeah, can it you was, hear me it okay? was so bad. It was awful. I'm at 24 kilohertz. Can you, can you hear me all right? But it was a really cool way to get people's phone numbers. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, 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 I still I have, I, have, uh, I have John Romero and Tom Hall's phone numbers. I don't know if they still work. I'm not going to call them. Yeah, I don't think that trying that's probably a great idea unless you I, do I, it on a burner, burner I, phone. I, I, I Twitter stalk them. It's okay. Yeah, you don't need to. Hey, so, John, what are you up to? You uh, still into the occult? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so uh, before we start, I want to mention there is, I should have been using this, but there is a little button underneath your name where you can mute yourself for coughing. Okay. Or yelling at cats. Or yelling at cats. You know, it's funny, I'm though. Gonna they, I'm going to try it really quick. What? <laughs> oh, shit, I hate you! Okay, I think that worked. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt this this this, converse, this lively conversation so we can actually, like, get into this. It's the burning of our country. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> You're just making sure that I can't use outtakes with your, with your <laughs> hot takes. Your outtakes belong in the hot takes. Four times a week, I, I like to... <laughs> around the, the, the smacking the, yeah the, yeah that oh the bedroom yeah but, uh, yeah I, okay <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>